0: Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome into five games on a Thursday and welcome into a couple of big national days today, right? Whichever you want to be celebrating. National Hemp Day, National Homemade Soup Day, National Thank You Mail Carrier Day. I'm not joking. February 4th is all these days. And then the first, the first Thursday in every February, I got the sources right here. I'm looking at it on the other screen is Optimism Day. What a great day. What a great day if you're just talking about your life. What a great day if you're talking about DFS, betting, if you want to just give yourself the glass half full approach, the affirmation approach, the I'm going to bink this motherfucking tournament today approach, or it can just be as small as I'm going to get this workout in or something like that. So here. We start your day. We're not just the DFS and betting side of it. Obviously, we're going to smack you around with all that info better than anybody else can do it in these streets. I mean, that's just how it is. It's confidence, it's not cockiness. But we're also going to try and give you a little bit of a boost to the start of your day, the middle point of your day, or maybe you're about to get these lineups in and you need that quick fix of this DFS channel right here, the Salvetry and Partners, the Salvetry Show on the podcast version. We'll get yourself something going today. Set yourself a goal and accomplish that goal if it is in DFS or outside in your personal life, whatever it might be, your business life. Optimism Day, crush the day today. Let's break into this five game slate. So, what's going on? What's happening? We got some teams on a back to back. We got a decent amount of injury news and some news that's kind of still up in the air. Guys, I missed yesterday that we don't know if they're going to miss today, if it was just for rest yesterday, if it's actually something that's going to be a little bit more serious. Mainly, John Wall is going to be that piece today. So, as we get into it, like, subscribe, do all of those beautiful things for this beautiful channel here. The games start at 7 30 tonight. Now, normally these Tuesday and Thursday slates are starting like a half hour later. So, instead of live streaming at 4 p.m., we're going to push it back to a half hour to 4 30 p.m. East Coast time. So, I encourage you. We had a nice group of 700 people people or so at one point yesterday just asking questions kicking back relaxing max and all cool It's a different type of environment right you're gonna come in there you're gonna get the breakdowns of any questions that you have it's an interactive chat with the community but i just wanted to let some people know about that some people don't know that we actually do these live streams every day they might be just podcast viewers so they don't get those notifications on youtube but you have any question and it's not just a it, it can be for anything for you you want to hop in quick and get your question answered fine we'll answer your question really i'll answer your question right or if you want to hop in hang out ask questions about anything we'll get to that too it's a hangout. It's a hang out for dfs and any other questions that you might want to have it is a Kickback, if you will, in this space. So, a unique atmosphere. So, be sure to join us. That notification bell on YouTube will let you know when we are indeed, indeed going live. So, let's hop up into this video. We can talk about the sponsor of the show in just a second, in their hoodie right now. A sponsor that only filled at 70%. Again, if you've been watching my content, you know, oh, he's coming in here again about the Superdraft overlay. There's a reason I'm doing it, right? It, it, yesterday, a couple of days over the weekend, it only filled at like 80%. These massive contests on Superdraft. Okay, they had a 15,000 person contest yesterday. I didn't get to play nearly as much as I would have liked to, but had some personal things and some nice fun night with my girlfriend in terms of our three year anniversary, if you will. So it was a fun night. I would choose that every single time over it, right? But a lot of people in the Discord were letting me know the benefits of it. Only filled at 70% last night, also. 15,000 first, 70% filled. So 30% of the lineups virtually had zeros in them. That's kind of how you can approach that. So that's pretty cool. Now, tonight, they have another $10,000 to first contest. Tonight, I assume it's not going to fill yet again. Later in the week, some people start to stop playing DFS for whatever reason. You know, the weekend's approaching, especially on Friday and Saturdays. But Thursday, it's kind of that pivot point. Again, Superdraft. Promo code Sal, My name. You get a free money bonus. Up to 500 dollars in a slow drip format. They're also running a promotion for the Super Bowl. I'm giving away 20 Super Draft tickets. All you gotta do is leave a review on the podcast, the Salvatory Show. Just leave a review, screenshot it to me. As I'm saying this, you can get it done in literally 10 seconds. You open up your podcast app, the Salvatory Show. You leave a review. Screenshot it to me, send it to me in an email or on Twitter, and you're entered into a raffle. Only 19 people have done it so far. I got 20 tickets to give away. So so far, everybody's getting one to win a Super Bowl ticket for Super Draft. But be sure to check it out, man. I cannot, I cannot promote it enough in terms of it. It filled that 70%. That's just nuts. 30% of the prize pool. 30% of the contest Weren't there For a major Major prize pool So get him Stop waiting. It's not going to be like this forever. That's why I'm trying to push people towards it and take advantage of it when you can. Why are you putting your first dollars into a DraftKings contest with incredible rake, with 100% of the prize pool filled, with probably a large field of like 50,000 people, when your first dollar should be going to somewhere that there's five figures to first and a third of the prize pool last night wasn't filling. Absolutely bonkers. But again, SuperDraft, thank you for sponsoring the show. My name's Sal S A L. Get you that free money bonus. Any questions on SuperDraft? Let me know. We have projections down below on Patreon if you need some assistance there. So getting into it now with the injury, the injury in and status dashboard. Let's let a, a little, uh, a little prayer, if you will. Look, I'm not the most religious person in the world, but a little prayer that all these fellas right here are going to be getting the energy levels up, their health up, their injuries up, all that type of stuff. We want to see these guys on the court. Too many guys getting injured, all, too many back to backs right now. But we're going to start it off in Denver with a couple guys, a couple guards. They're still going to remain out. PJ Dozier is out. Gary Harris is out. This is interesting, right? Dozier with the hamstring. Gary Harris with the thigh injury. And I say it's interesting because this team hasn't played since, I believe, the 31st. So it's been like five days, four days now. We haven't seen Denver, and these guys are still out. So they seem to be somewhat significant of injuries that we're getting here. Now, Gary Harris did play in that last game, but he only played 8.8 minutes, right? He played eight and a half minutes, and then he ended up getting hurt. So what happened after that? Well, you saw Monty Morris in that game play 26 minutes. That's very encouraging. You saw R.J. Hampton getting the rotation with six minutes. You saw Campazo, another guard that they ended up taking or really getting this year and signing. He played 19.2 minutes, but you have to look into those minutes. Now, Monty Morris played 26 minutes in that game and he checked out with five minutes and two seconds left. So he didn't even get the blowout run. So they're giving this man 26 minutes. He played in the first half about 14 and a half to 15 minutes. So big minutes for Monty Morris are inbound. Now, again, you can't be looking at just the recent game logs. Gary Harris played in that last game and he checked out basically after his first quarter stint of getting injured. Now, some people might want to go over to Campazo and jump on Campazo. I think it's okay to do that, but he didn't really see a bump at all. In the first half, Campazzo only played about four and a half minutes. In the second half, he was probably only going to play about another four and a half minutes, but then the game blew out. So they kept him in for 10 minutes and 20 seconds of the final 12 minutes of the game. So sure, Campazzo might go instead of playing like eight to 10 minutes a game, he might get up into that 14, 15 minute range with no Gary Harris. But Monty Morris is probably the one to benefit the most here. We can now go to Golden State and it's so nice. It's a five game slate. So look at that. Look how pretty, if you're watching on the YouTube video right now, look how pretty that injury and status dashboard looks. Look at that. Fits perfectly to the screen. We don't got to scroll today, right? We're going to be scrolling, When we get to the early interest, we're going to keep you on the edge of your seat on that side of it on the YouTube version. But look how pretty that thing looks right now. There's no reason to scroll. I I was going to scroll yet again, right? Go one by one. So people are like, oh, who's the next guy on this, right? Right. At least I think that maybe entices some people to watch longer and stay in and get a little bit of suspension brewing. But then I popped it up into the screen. I fit it to the screen. I was like, oh, that looks way too good to want to be scrolling. That thing is Firm in there right now, so we can go over to Golden State where who they got center problems, they got them big man problems. We already know Marquise Chris is basically done for the year. We knew that James Wiseman heading into the last game, he was going to miss seven to ten days. They said so. I mean, basically he's going to be missing out there potentially anywhere from uh, four to six games, maybe even more. It's at least seven to ten days. So he said, "Oh, Kevon Looney looks like he's going to be a nice play." Well, well, it could have happened, but Kevon Looney got hurt in that game, and now they are down big men. Kevon Looney is out today, going to miss at least two weeks. James Wiseman is also out. and We don't really know the exact timetable of his return. So Looney with the ankle, Wiseman with the ankle, Wiseman. with the wrist Alan Smiley I think is still on this roster on DraftKings but he's not going to be active today so unless they sign somebody today and I mean they're not in the DraftKings player pool as of right now you're going to be getting Draymond Green out as a small center and like we said on that last stream Draymond Green got to play big center minutes and he's going to get to play even more big center minutes without Kevon Looney he played 36 and a half minutes in that last game for Draymond we saw the rebounding rate came up for Draymond Green now in that game he only shot one of seven right he only shot one of seven and scored two points but he ended up having 11 rebounds seven assists he got two steals two blocks you play closer to the basket you're just going to get more rebounds of course and more blocks but also the shooting opportunity opportunities are going to come when you're closer to the basket so Draymond's gonna look really good today well who else is going to be in play well Toscano Anderson actually checked in for Kevon Looney when Kevon Looney got hurt Kevon Looney got hurt with a couple minutes left in the first half and then in the second half you saw Toscano Anderson check in now this team in the Celtics isn't not the biggest team right yes they have Daniel Tyson yes they have Tristan Thompson and they have centers like Robert Williams but they don't usually play all that big especially at that power forward spot sometimes earlier in the year they were starting Tyson and Tristan Thompson next to each other wasn't working out that great but it's gonna be interesting to see what happens Right? Because in that game we were like, oh, Eric Pascal could be a good value. And then on the live stream, I was like, look, Eric Pascal is picking up ownership. He's got back spasms, and there's a lot of other guys on this slate that we can maybe get some secure minutes from. Eric Pascal goes out there and scores four fantasy points in 14 minutes. So I'll pat myself on the back for that one. Look, I've gotten a, a lot wrong. I've gotten a lot wrong this season. I've gotten a lot right. But in that situation, people were just trying to give Eric Pascal like an extra 10 minutes of play or an extra four to five to 10 minutes of play out of nowhere on a small slate, and it spiked up his ownership. So there's a lot of speculation. So if there's a lot of speculation going into something, and it's honestly a lot of hot air, in my opinion, we'll try and get away from that. Now, yesterday, some of these OKC guys, right, the O'Maldin and mainly Hamadou Diallo, if you played last year, right, they look fantastic, right? Diallo averaging 1.19 fantasy points per minute was basically SGA when SGA was off the court and he got big minutes and he scored 30 plus points in the 4K range. He looked good. So there's times to find secure value and not secure value. So again, today, Eric Paschio, they said after the game, Steve Kerr, that yes, he played his 14 minutes. Normally he's playing 18, 19 minutes out there, but it's the back spasms. So we have to see what happens here. Now, if he's active, he kind of played through those back spasms. If he's active, I, I don't want to really trust him, right? I, I don't know how much we can trust him. He should play in the mid twenties and upper twenties and minutes when he's healthy in this situation with no sense and Draymond basically playing almost all of his minutes I assume all of his minutes basically got center now but what's that going to do well it's going to give Toscano Anderson more run who in that game actually played well before Looney got hurt Toscano Anderson played about nine to ten minutes so he's going to play decent minutes in that game around 20 he ends up playing 27 minutes in that game he ends up closing the game out with Steph and Draymond so that's good to see as well he got to close the game out Kent Bazemore got to close the game out as well basically so Bazemore didn't play big minutes but his minutes should come up now so it's going to be interesting right now I'm going to project it as Pascal and Bazemore splitting minutes I'll give Pascal a little bit more minutes there but it's going to be interesting to see what happens I'll try and find some reports during the day. I'll update the projections down below on Patreon. You can check them out. Link down below patreon.com backslash Sal underscore Betray underscore. If you want to support, we have tools over there. We have analysis. that's going to help you even more. Any questions on that, just reach out to me and let me know. But I do think it's going to help increase your chances of return on investment. Return on investment basically means profit. Them dollar dollar ruskies, y'all. So that's what's happening in Golden State right now. It's going to be a big benefit for Draymond, who's still not priced up. And then Toscano Anderson, we'll see who starts, right? Because now if he's going to start at center, Draymond, who starts at power forward is going to be giving everything away. Is it Toscano Anderson? Play him at a cheap price point. Is it Eric Pascal? Seems like his back should be fine now. I don't think they're just going to spot start him. Is it Ken Bazemore? We'll go for him then. Whoever's starting at the power forward spot is going to give us a lot more confidence in who we can ride with today in Golden State. We head over to Houston. Well, we got the news yesterday. The game blew out yesterday, so that hurt a lot of guys. Uh, we only got like the, you didn't get the final fourth quarter run out of any of these guys. They basically all lost out on like eight minutes of closing run for Oladipo to Christian Wood. All these guys, right? But you have now. Yesterday we got the news that he's going to play on Wednesday, but then be doubtful and unlikely to play probably on Thursday for rest. And that's Victor Oladipo. So now he's doubtful, but but Houston's kind of just a but Houston's kind of just a. headache right now because Noaba missed on Wednesday does he play today John Wall missed on Wednesday for his Achilles but they're saying it's just for recovery purposes but does that mean he's going to miss again today I'm currently projecting in John Wall but again I'll change that if indeed we get more news and when we get more news and then the game blew out so you might be saying oh my god DeMarcus Cousins played 26 minutes and somehow he only scored 22 fantasy points normally he's scoring like 40 when he gets 26 minutes but yes the game blew out Christian Wood didn't get his final like eight to nine minutes of run maybe even 10 minutes run it normally would have been the 30 to 32 minutes for Wood and the 16 to 18 minutes for Cousins so don't read into that too much in that game you had Eric Gordon playing well, you can read into that because with no Victor Oladipo and if there's no John Wall, then Eric Gordon looks a little bit better. But it's gonna be tough. We have to see what happens with John Wall If I project on John Wall in, he's too cheap at sixty nine hundred dollars, and he by far is the best player on this Houston team to roster today. Now if he's out then we have to see just basically what happens with David Nawaba and then see who starts. Is it Sterling Brown starting now since there's also no is it Mason Jones getting a spot start right since there's also no Victor Oladipo and they're at and they're at kind of a deficit at guard. Then we just have to basically see who's gonna be in the starting rotation to kind of have an interest there. You move over to Memphis now quickly and it's Jonas Valentunas out again and also Grayson Allen. Basically, what's going to happen here is Brandon Clark still not getting it. So this Memphis team is, is always going to blow out, right? Like Brandon Clark, I was going to say, his price point's coming down. And yes, he's not producing as well, but he's not getting his final full run. He's basically missed down on anywhere from like three to five minutes in the last couple of games because of blowout run. In that last game, they end up losing by 18 to Indiana, and some people end up getting some decent blowout run, right? You had Dylan Brooks in that game play very well, but he checks out with six minutes and 46 seconds left. He plays very well in 28 minutes, but he was going to easily play 33, 34 minutes in that game. So Dylan Brooks yet again is going to look good. For Jonas Valanciunas being out, yeah, you can once again... Uh, slide in there Brandon Clark to start and now some people might be saying oh we got to go back to Gorgie Dang he played 25 minutes in that last game no he got to close out the game in garbage time he got to play six minutes and 46 seconds that's not going to happen the exact same thing with the Anthony Melton as well except the Anthony Melton is a little bit more concerning here the Anthony Melton in the first half of that last game he ends up going out there and playing about a 10 to 10 and a half minutes that's not good if you take that over a full game assuming he gets the closing run he'll get at most 22 minutes and that's what happened here he got 22 minutes but he got to close out the game in a blowout he got to play in that game the final five minutes so normally the Anthony Melton I don't think is going to be in the closing Rotation. Maybe he is, but at the best, you're seeing like a 22 to 24 minutes of run right now. And this is what Grayson Allen out. So I'm concerned about the Anthony Melton. We've had John Concord come back over the last couple of days, and that's taken in some more minutes. John Concord played 20 minutes in this game, also got blowout run, but they're taking some of the Anthony Melton's minutes, maybe a minute or two. Same thing for Xavier Tillman, and now giving them to a guy like John concor Hope I'm pronouncing his last name right. I am sorry to the family of the concors and John, if not. So what does this boil down to? It boils down to a point where the Anthony Melton, yes, if another blowout happens, he can get the minutes and get you there. He's a high producing player, a fantasy point per minute. But I'm not really interested. Interested in him again, I'm not interested in Tillman. It's kind of my same stance as last time. If the game blows out, sure, Gorgie Dang and all these guys are going to get there. Tyus Jones might play as another 20 minutes, but if not, then I'm sticking with the same guys I liked last time. Right? You got a low owned Dylan Brooks last time, he went off. You got a low on Kyle Anderson, he doesn't go off and he misses out on a lot of minutes, only plays 21, gets into some early foul trouble himself, and you'll have probably another low on Brandon Clark. None of these guys stand out in a major way for me, but they're all just kind of fillers. If I have my lineup set and I only got six thousand dollars left, maybe I slide in a Brandon Clark or a Dylan Brooks, depending on where I'm looking. Damian Lillard questionable with an abdominal, he got hurt in that last game, he ended up playing through it, and also Derek Jones. Jr. is questionable and the year little is out so you're gonna have to see what happens here if Damian Lillard is in at $10,400 and going to play 36 plus minutes it looks pretty dang good but if he's out and then you also have the top three guys in this team now out with no use of Nurcic and no CJ McCollum we don't have much of a sample of that I assume Anthony Simon steps up I assume Carmelo Anthony steps up I assume Gary Trent continues to play like 40 minutes a game at this point and he steps up but we have to see what happens there I'm currently projecting Damian Lillard in if he's out all hell breaks loose in Portland is the team of value everywhere Robert Covington go to any of these guys that you want Rodney Hood we had to talk about this on the last live stream Rodney Hood he needs I said 40 minutes to hit value for you he got 35 and he got 22 fantasy points and he barely 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 is like hitting value for you so Ronnie Hood I'm not really that interested in unless he's no Damian Lillard today and for some reason we think he's going to play 40 to 42 minutes which it could happen at this point based on how many minutes they're letting these Portland guys play but Ennis Kanter he's untouched here he's still going to be looking very good he's still going to be looking fantastic on the sponsor of the social super draft like he does almost every single time he plays he's still too cheap and he's still too good of a fantasy point from a producer but the problem with Ennis Kanter and we'll get to it is Mr. Joel Embiid so that kind of transi- transitions uh, transitions us now into to the early interest for this thursday five game slate so let's talk about the early interest and now we're going to slide so if you're watching on a youtube video we're going to slide these fellas down one by one keep that suspension going and it's not going to be in in salary order you might think that because luke is the first one up here it's going to be based on the team so alphabetical order so we're starting with dallas which yes that basically means i don't really have much interest in atlanta tonight sure you can get to trey young if you want oh you want to chase john collins big game the price point hasn't changed but you want to change his big game where he shot like 23 times and made like 19 of them or 16 of them yeah go for that i'm not really going to be chasing that all that much and then there's not much other interest there like can't uh, Kevin Hoarder's playing big minutes at 5,500 he's just kind of like man I think you find better value on the slate I think we already have better value like Draymond at 5,200 I don't even care if the ownership's that far I'm never playing Kevin Hoarder over Draymond tonight right I don't even care if the ownership is um, on a five-game slate 35% to 5% right I'm just going to be playing Draymond he's going to project out that much better there's places to pivot and that is not one of them right so Luka Doncic right now yes there's going to be some pay-up options on the slate and you have Jokic on the slate right now you have potentially Damian Lillard you have all the guys from uh, the Lakers both of their pay-up options above a $9,700 AD I believe today and LeBron right at $10,000, in, which would be a competitive game against Denver. So Luka looks appealing. Now, Luka played yesterday. He ends up scoring 64. He's my favorite payup option yesterday. He's not my favorite payup option today, but you know what you get out of Luka. There's not much to break down here, right? You're going to get 35, 36 minutes in a competitive game odds are this game doesn't stay all that competitive, but maybe maybe it does, right? If Steph can go absolutely nuclear again, like he did the last time out for Golden State, but you're getting that massive usage rate, the rebounding rate, all this stuff to lead a team. Now, the interesting thing is Luka's actually been better. It's a smaller sample, but he's actually been better with Kristoff's on the court. Now, maybe that's just less attention on him, but you would think the rebounding rate would slide a little bit. The rebounding rate with no Kristoff's Porzingis out there right now is at 26%. He averages just 1.56 fantasy points per minute, but when you throw Kristoff's Porzingis onto the court, you end up getting from Luka Dantic's fantasy points per minute to go up to 1.63, and maybe it increases is his assist percentage, which it's doing right here, 55% assist percentage, which is just absolutely bonkers in 238 minutes, but it does drop the rebounding rate. The rebound rate goes down from 26% to 20%. You get more points for assists. So that's obviously going to be helping him. Again, it is somewhat of a smaller sample, but still over 230 minutes is, is interesting to look at. So he's actually been a better player this season when you're getting him playing alongside Christoph's Porzingis from a fantasy point per minute standpoint. Normally people would say, oh, Christoph's is out, bump to Luca." No, it's actually Christoph's is in so far. That's the bump to Luca, which is appealing. Christoph's as of right now, we're going to assume is going to be in today. He's been sitting sometimes on back-to-backs. Maybe that happens today. It's not going to make Luka a terrible play. It's just kind of a marginal difference from 1.63 to 1.55, like, but it's at least something interesting worth sharing. Now, let's get into the next player up, and we're going to stick with Dallas, and that's Mr. Christoph Porzingis. When he's on the court so far this season with Luka, averaging just 1.17 fantasy points per minute. The rebounding rate's there at 25%, right? The problem, the usage is there at 25%. The true shooting's there at 58%. All that stuff is great. All that stuff looks nice. He's never been a high assist player, but the problem with him right now is just the volume. He's not getting as much volume, but look, it's the matchup today. The matchup today is Going to be driving Kristoff's off and the price point as well. So, the price point combined with the matchup, you're getting Kristoff's not taking massive volume these last couple of games and still scoring 40 just because how active he is and how many minutes he plays, right? Right now, he's averaging over 30 minutes per game, but recently, he's been playing much more than that. So, you're getting this matchup where we already told you and mapped out that there's nobody there at center. Draymond's going to be the biggest center today, right? And then, if you're going to be putting up Toscano Anderson or Eric Pascal, who's no more for his offense coming into the league, Pascal's no more for his defense, but now no more, now no more for his offense, or Kent Basemar, you're going to put these guys on Kristoff Porzingis. It honestly could be a slaughterhouse. For Christoph Porzingis today, so yes, Christoph is somebody who's going to be very much in play for me. Now, next up is somebody that I've been very bullish on these last couple games, and and it's paid off for us, especially on the first when they played Phoenix. He goes for 10x, he scores over 40 points at four thousand dollars, and that's just because it was really good shooting. But he's playing bigger minutes. We saw it. We saw it on the 30th, the first game that they played against Phoenix. They had a two-game set. It's Josh Richardson. We saw it on the 30th. He played 35 minutes. He was coming back from COVID. The first game back, he only played 25 minutes. Okay, we got to see if those minutes get up there. Then he plays 35. That's the normal minutes that he was playing, and those normal minutes that he was playing, yeah, he wasn't playing that great usage wise, but it was also because he was shooting poorly. So everything comes together. He plays the minutes, 37, and then he shoots nine of 16, 56%, and he scores over 40 fantasy points. Then the next time out, I go, okay, well, he's got the minutes now. If he just shoots half decent, he's still too cheap at 4,500. Well, he shoots terrible, but he gets the minutes. He shoots just three of 11, but he ends up picking up some blocks and steals. And just from playing a lot of minutes, he scores 32 points. Now, Josh Richardson's price point is up now. It is, right? It's up to 4,900, up $900 in a couple of games. But here's the thing. He's playing this big of minutes. He's going to be somebody who picks up a couple of steals and rebounds and these types of things, For he really more so like assists and steals, like combined you could probably bank on somewhere between six to eight on average, but the upside of 10 plus from him. But here's the thing. He's getting the volume 11, 16, 11 shot attempts in his last three games since getting these minutes. If he just shoots half decent, if he just doesn't shoot 27% like the last game and shoots, let's just say 35 to 40%, and he's playing that big of minutes and picking up other peripherals, he's still too cheap on a five game slate of 4,900. Keep Richardson in play for yourselves and myself and let everybody else continue to fade him. I like myself some Josh Richardson still. And then we can close out Dallas. There's a lot of guys from Dallas today because I think there's some decent value here. The second that if Damian Lillard gets out or some other injury news if John is not playing today a lot of value will be on other teams today but Maxi Kleber somebody just continue to watch Maxi Kleber somebody who's been getting his minutes monitored in the last couple of games and this wasn't due to blowout run or anything like that right you had Maxi Kleber returning for the first time in about three weeks three and a half weeks on the first against Phoenix he only played 18 minutes he was limited right nothing crazy there then his price point drops is $3,700 and he plays 32 minutes so now he's back up the pace now in a close game he plays 32 minutes he doesn't shoot all that much just six attempts right but he's picking you up some steals he's picking you up some rebounds assists but he's just cheap that's the big thing he scores 24 fantasy points at 3,700. Now the price point comes down $100. You're probably going to find better value in a Toscano Anderson if he starts. You're probably going to find better value in Portland, depending on who's going to be playing there and Anthony Simons and stuff like that. But just don't sleep on Maxi Kleber. He's not a great fantasy point per minute producer because he doesn't get a lot of volume, especially next to Kristoff's. But he's just 3,600. And if he plays 30 plus minutes again, he has to be in play on a five game slate. Let's slide over to the next team and we could break down this team in total because I like just two guys from it. Nikola Jokic is my favorite payoff option today. That. Probably doesn't shock any of you out there. There's not much that we have to break down from Nikola Jokic. You know the minutes that you're getting out of him. He's going to be playing in a competitive game today. Some people are going to say, "Oh, he's going to go up against Anthony Davis." No, he's not. He's at the center position. And here's the thing: he's going to go up against maybe some Anthony Davis, right, when they're down there uh, banging around. But he's going to be all over the court. Jokic obviously at the three point line controls the ball at some points. He's just an absolute monster. But here's the thing: Montrez Harrell is not that great at defense, right? I, I mean, I'll, I'll go out on them and say he's absolutely terrible on defense. Some people will get in the comment section and say, "No, he's not. But no, he's he's bad at defense." We've been seeing a lot of times this year. He gets pulled off the court in games when he's just a defensive liability a game against nicole Jokic, who's pushing his way for mvp candidate a guy who's coming off of a 77 and a half fantasy point day where he scored 47 real life points yeah that game against nicole Jokic is probably something that i could you know maybe avoid in this situation in terms of keeping mantras harrell out there a good amount the matchups against harrell the matchups against uh, the corpse and, and the the ghost of mark gasol at this point yes anthony davis will be down there but that's not scaring me at all. I like Nikola Jokic over Lucas tonight. They obviously both look appealing. If we get massive value from Portland and maybe get some massive value from Houston, if John Wall's out, you can play both of them. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm never against paying up for two studs. It's just a matter of getting that value. Now, Monty Morris, we already kind of teased, but at 4,200, look, there's no Gary Harris. They're, the last game, Gary Harris actually got a couple of minutes. So, Monty Morris plays 26 minutes, doesn't close out the ball at run with five minutes left. He was probably going to be in that closing run rotation, right? There's also still no PJ Dozier, who's kind of just a, a coach favorite, a guy that they continue to give in the teens of minutes for whatever reason. But, Monty Morris, there's a chance that, yeah, yeah, I think that Monty Morris could be starting in this game. I would expect Monty Morris to probably be starting in this game. Either way, I would be projecting Monty Morris for 25 to 26 minutes in this game, and that's including Gary Harris playing eight minutes in that last game already. So you can probably see Monty Morris if he starts. Push towards 28 to 30 minutes at 4200. That's starting to look like very nice value for you. So far this season, without a PJ Dozier or Gary Harris on the court, Monty Morris has played the second most minutes behind Jamal Murray in that situation, and he's averaged 0.86 fantasy points per minute, and he's averaged right now a 25 percent assist percentage. Those are good stats to see. You don't have to just rely on the shooting when he gets a 17% usage rate you have that assist percentage to bail you out and you have decent fantasy point in production at 4200 you get 30 minutes out of a guy averaging close to 0.9 fantasy points a minute that's very nice to see so now we head to golden state where it's going to just be a very clear and obvious option for some plays here and Draymond Green is going to be one of them look it's going to just be that simple right Draymond Green is going to have to play center minutes tonight unless they're going to be putting somebody like Eric Pascal or Toscano Anderson at the center and then we'll know that starting rotation but I assume unless somebody gets added to this rotation today from I mean COVID makes it really hard to Pull people up from the G League out of nowhere, right? So I assume right now they're not going to be able to pull somebody up because Kevon Looney just got hurt a couple games ago. Even if they wanted to pull somebody up that night, they have to pass five COVID tests. I'm almost positive on that. And there's nobody else on this team right now. So unless we get some sort of news out of somewhere that I'm not understanding or seeing right now, Draymond Green is having to start at center tonight. They have no other option. And look, you might want to go around on, on some of these on-off tool metrics and just try and see what the numbers are with all these guys off for Draymond Green. You're not going to have a sample, right? There hasn't been that many games or that many minutes with Kevon Looney, Wiseman, and Marquis Chris off the court. You have 68 minutes for that so far this season with Draymond Green, so it's not. Really something that we could look at all that much. You have 200 plus minutes for Eric Pascal, and he averages over a fantasy point per minute. So that's at least decent to look at. You have hundred minutes for Kent Bazemore, and he averages 1.16 fantasy points per minute. But here's the thing. I guarantee you that a lot of that's just in blowout run. So there's really not much to look at there. And hundred minutes of blowout run for Kent Bazemore. Sure. Maybe he's leading the team with guys like Michael Mulder out there and Jordan Poole and some of these other guys out there. Right? So that's, that's going to be your issue. You don't have a true sample. But logic will tell you that when you're probably going to be getting 34 minutes, maybe even more at a dream on green at just 5,200, he should probably be a thousand dollars more at the very least today. At the center position, where there's going to be more blocks, steal even upside. Obviously, the easier shot attempts upside. He's still going to be a great assist player from under the basket. That's how you saw Steph go off in that last game for a lot of it. Yes, Draymond is probably going to be the top play as of right now today, and then some other options. Look, Kelly Oubre. This is the cheapest that we've seen him in a couple weeks now. This is the cheapest that we've seen him since nobody wanted to play him. He started coming off the bench with the second unit and he started playing very well. So Kelly Oubre is going to be somebody that's in play for me. Now he's not any type of a conviction play. I prefer Draymond from his own team. If there's other plays on other teams that opens up like a Gary Trent in a somewhat similar price range, I think Trent's like sixty-two today. Oubre averaging 0.89 fantasy points per minute so far this season, but when you're taking Steph Curry off the court, right? So when Ubre's on the court with the second unit and Steph Curry's not out there, which is a decent amount of the minutes for the game now, they've been running this for about the past month or so. Oubre's averaging 1.23 fantasy points per minute. And again, that's not a big sample. It's only been about a hundred minutes because it's only happening, it's not happening for the entire game, but it's only been happening for like their last like six, seven games or so at most. And it's been happening for, you know, that second quarter rotation where it's like, you know, you get six to seven minutes without Steph on the court, but he's averaging 1.23 fantasy points per minute in that time. And he's averaging during that time a 23% usage rate. So Uber definitely in play. And then Toscano Anderson. He checked in, like we said, for Looney. He played big minutes in that last game. He closed out the game. We have to see what happens with Eric Pascal. Whoever starts at the power forward spot, if it's Toscano Anderson, I have interest. If Toscano Anderson doesn't start at power forward, he's also appealing to me because he's so cheap and he can get 20 minutes off the bench and get you there, but it's not as appealing. So whoever starts at power forward, right? So I have Toscano Anderson on the screen right now. But if you see Kent Basemore starting at the power forward spot, insert Kent Basemore's name there. If it's Toscano Anderson, play him at 3500 and he starts to become one of the best value players in the slate, if not the best. If it's Eric Pascal assume that his 14 minutes in the last game were due to back spasms and he's now over those back spasms he got a shot or they just went away at some point they're gonna have to go away right so he got a shot they either went away so now you can rely on him to play much more than 14 minutes he came off the bench in that last game and only played 14 minutes if he starts in this game I'm going to start projecting him for a lot bigger minutes of play there so yes he only scored four points in that last game a lot of people probably aren't going to want to play him if he starts I'm fine to go to Pascal so really just seeing who starts a power forward but Draymond Green firmly in play. Kelly Oubre, a pretty quality play, and whoever starts a power forward for Golden State. For Houston today, it's going to be kind of a headache today until we get some more news and clarification. Like Christian Wood's expensive at $8,800, and he's not playing these big 35, 36-minute games like he was earlier this year when it was uh, easy to pay him at play, play him at 8800 right? No, now he's playing 32 because DeMarcus Cousins has been good, and they want to give DeMarcus Cousins reward him with 16 minutes or so off the bench, and they're not playing alongside each other all that much or at all this year. So the only way I'm going to really like Christian Wood, especially at the center-only spot today, is if you get no John Wall in We already were told that it's unlikely that Oladipo is going to play. But we don't know if John Wall was just being rested on the front end of the back-to-back because we didn't hear about anything for a re-aggravation to this Achilles. It's said it's just a recovery purposes. So I'm projecting John Wall in. And if that's the case, I don't have all that much interest in Christian Wood at his price point today, especially compared to some other value centers, especially compared to maybe some other PAP centers like a Nikola Jokic. So what that means is really from... Houston today I really only like John Wall right if John Wall is coming back he's just going to be soaking up that Victor Oladipo usage that is left behind without Victor Oladipo on the court this season you're going to be seeing John Wall playing decent but I think it's going to be a lot bigger and a better representation if we take Victor Oladipo off the court for Houston and obviously James Harden from some of those earlier games you're getting John Wall to average so far this season 1.27 fantasy points per minute and that's in a nice sample of about 120 minutes of play so yes I feel pretty confident 28% usage in that rate a 41% assist percentage I feel pretty confident in John Wall at 6900 right if John Wall's active today Today. There's going to be a couple of guys that if you're somebody who plays cash or even single entry, three max GPPs, you just need to get different in a couple spots. Draymond Green and John Wall seems like a pretty firm spot to be starting a lot of your lineups today. And then again, if John Wall's out, all hell is going to break loose. See what the starting rotation looks like. Obviously, Eric Gordon gets a bump. That's when Christian Wood will also start to get a bump just from a productivity standpoint and assist percentage standpoint. But then whoever starts, is it Sterling Brown? Is it Mason Jones? Who's ever going to start at the point guard position at that time? We see Mason Jones in this past start. Those guys would start to become interesting to me, but we would have to see the starting rotation. And then there's another another caveat that david nawaba potentially could return today he missed yesterday's game if he returned to just ruin some of those other guys like a jason tate and a ben McAmore and all these guys that kind of just blend into each other on this team right even uh daniel house they all just kind of look like the same guy it ruins them because then david nawaba comes in and plays 20 to 24 minutes and cuts through all their minutes getting over to memphis now we kind of discuss how they're just always in blowout run look i like dylan brooks he's still fine at his price point his price point's not coming up because he's not playing big minutes so he's not consistently producing even though in his minutes he's producing like a fantasy point per minute john Moran, i could probably still Avoid here i know that he has the ceiling i know that he has it at 7600 i know that he's playing decent minutes we just haven't seen it all that much so nobody from memphis is really a conviction like brandon clark's fine if they finally don't get a blowout he'll probably play 28 to 30 minutes and that price point marginally came down from 62 to 6,000. kyle anderson's fine but he's not as consistent of a fantasy point minute producer and he needs to get his full minutes to really get you there and again these blowouts are concerning for memphis right now but maybe you get a houston team that's depleted a john little Depot today and it looks a little bit better so memphis i'll say brandon clark's my favorite play after that dylan brooks but it's not any conviction if you go over to philly today it'll be joined. Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid looks great, right? I, I like Jokic more as a pay-up option, but you have these pay-up centers that that's why it makes it a little bit harder to want to get to Christian Wood because for not that much more money, like $1,000 more, $1,400 more, you can get to Joel Embiid who continues to eat, who yesterday yet again had another 55 plus point day. Even with all these guys healthy, Joel Embiid continues to eat. Like earlier this year when there was no, because of COVID, no Tobias Harrison, no Simmons out there. Yeah, he's averaging like 1.6 fantasy points per minute because he's getting all the usage. He's picking up a assist percentage now, which is not normally something that you see out of him. But even with these guys on the court this season, Embiid has still been high quality. He's still averaging over now 1.55 fantasy points a minute and you're still getting these big minutes in close games you get the big minutes out of Joel Embiid in a game against Portland today if Damian Lillard is not out there your main concern would be if you're somebody who likes to project in blowouts I don't like to do that but in close games you're getting at minimum like yesterday 34 minutes in a game where they win by seven against Charlotte but the beautiful thing is in nice matchups like Portland will be a fantastic matchup don't get me wrong Ennis Kanter is the only thing out there and he has bullied Ennis Kanter for pretty much all of Ennis Kanter's career when he faced Joel Embiid in a game against Minnesota where they had nobody they had like a Nas Reed and a Jared Vanderbilt right and somewhat of an Ed Davis 27 minutes he plays there and he still scores 60 fantasy points 59.25 to be exact so Joel Embiid is firmly in play today if you don't have enough money to get up to an $800 more Nikola Jokic do not feel bad about getting to Joel Embiid the only thing that can ruin him is an extreme blowout where he only plays like 25 minutes and he's not the one producing in that blowout all that much otherwise you get 30 32 34 minutes out of Joel Embiid today it's going to look very very nice he continues to be massively underpriced for how good he's been having of a season this year now nobody else from a value wise from Philly stands out right now just better value in other spots I don't want these wing guards like a, like a Milton or a Danny Green or a Curry but what I will say say is that tobias harris at 7200 is too cheap but if there's going to be no john wall tobias harris kind of fills into that like 7k low 7k high 6k range for me but right now tobias harris he's not a priority but he's, he's firmly in play because that price point still is too cheap for the minutes that he's playing and now we can get to these final two teams and these final three players starting with damian lillard from portland so portland is very similar to houston figuring out what's happening with john wall today but for portland if lillard is out all hell breaks loose come hello covington obviously Cantor still gary Trent, anthony simons even rodney hood to a certain extent all these guys become in play now right now some of them are in play their price points are coming up on gary tran on anthony simons uh even on robert covington slightly but not much so those guys are still all fringe plays for me right now but lillard will be the guy that i'll go to at ten thousand four hundred dollars the problem though is like i like a lot of studs in this slate i would rank the studs right now these four that i have on the slate i would rank it Jokic. and Embiid, Lillard, and Luca, but they are all so close to, for me right now. Like Lillard, you know you're getting the big minutes if he's going to be healthy. In that last game, he was banged up against Washington and he still played 30 39 minutes, shot 23 times. He just had his worst shooting that in a long time, right? He shot 39% from the field. That was his first worst shooting that in like two or three weeks. And he's that bad, right? He's that bad, quote unquote bad, and he still scores 49 fantasy points. So on 23 attempts, four, four or 14 from three-point land, just 28%, right? On that amount of just little volume he still goes off for 49 points or quote-unquote goes off so Lillard is just minutes proof at this point and usage proof at this point like he's getting that much usage and that much minutes it's going to result in something so Lillard honestly right now he's kind of neck and neck for Embiid for me it's nice that they play different positions you probably don't have to put them into your utility spot but right now I'd go 2A to Embiid and 2B to Lillard but just track that injury status Ennis Kanter would be the one guy if you're not going to be paying up for a Jokic or an Embiid I would choose Ennis Kanter and save money right now over really anybody else in those ranges over a Brandon Clark over a more expensive Christian Wood the big worries that Ennis Cantor just gets in trouble today but at $7,000 he's going to look good and when I say in trouble just from Joel Embiid now with no McCollum and Nurtridge on the court this year Ennis Cantor has average 1.15 fantasy points per minute a 31% defensive rebounding rate it is a tough matchup for him but again on Superdraft the presenting sponsor use that code Sal take advantage of there being just like 25 to 30% of nobody in there tonight again code Sal I will get you a free money bonus up to $500 you can send me that screenshot to my Twitter and my email of you leaving a podcast review on the Salvechi show for a chance to win one of the 20 Super Bowl tickets on Superdraft free ticket to get into a contest there so be sure to do that but it looks really good there again 1.85 x multiplied, just more competition now at the center position on super draft for him to kind of just have to beat out but at 7k on DraftKings, he looks quality not a priority for me but he's going to grade it as a really good value but I, my priority is going to be paying up at center and then lastly donovan mitchell so from utah you, you can go to go bear if you want i'll prefer any scanter in that range donovan mitchell kind of finds himself next to christoph porzingis who right now i prefer porzingis but he finds himself ne- next to porzingis and then there's not much else there right when you're looking at just the DraftKings salaries tonight if you're looking in that 8k range like that lower 8k range there's really it's kind of hollowed out you have a little was likely going to miss. I don't have much interest in Ben Simmons. Capella at his price tag just kind of looks like another guy, right? You go down you have an injured CJ McCollum. You have John Moran, who's a little overpriced. Not much interest in Rudy Gobert. I'm not chasing the John Collins game. So it's kind of hollowed out there where it's just Porzingis and just Mitchell, Mitchell's fine for me. Mitchell at seventy six hundred dollars last time out was the cheapest he's been in a while. Seventy eight hundred is still relatively cheap. I would prefer Porzingis for hundred dollars less if you're looking across positions. But depending on your positionality, you can put Mitchell in that shooting guard spot, and that's a big advantage for a point guard, a ball dominant point guard. I know Mike Conley's out there, but Mitchell takes on a lot of usage, a usage like a point guard on many other teams. So at seventy eight hundred, putting that type of a player in your shooting guard spot from a game theory, a lineup construction standpoint, sounds about right and sounds pretty quality to me. So that's it for me, gang. I appreciate it. Like, subscribe, do those things. Later today, we'll be live at 30 p.m. East Coast time. So that notification bell. I'll let you know when we're going live any news that breaks i will update it via patreon projections they'll be out a little bit later today it's just a five game slate so probably sometime around like nine ish probably but down below on patreon you can check that out we have tools for mma tools for PJ, tools for the super bowl patreon.com backslash sal underscore betry underscore if you want to support me the channel appreciate that a ton but live at 4 30 tonight mma content probably coming out tonight maybe tomorrow morning but probably tonight tomorrow morning we'll have the final thoughts on the super bowl tomorrow at noon friday at noon we'll be doing a live stream on this channel right here with dylan bird and myself we'll be talking about super bowl player props saturday nba content sunday Super Bowl live stream and that's your week baby so have a great rest of your day i'll see you guys and you ladies and you gentlemen you fellows, fellows, fellows at 4 30 p.m east coast time you all rock enjoy your day again it's optimism day today so be sure to do something to be a little bit optimistic pay for the person behind you's coffee do something nice right do something nice today pass it on pass it forward you all rock enjoy the rest of your day and i'll see you in the next one